You're listening to SuperPod, the no-filter MSP show presented by SuperOps.ai, where we go behind the scenes with today's top MSP owners and experts and get to know what they are really doing to evolve their business. Okay, hey everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning from wherever you're listening to this from. So I'm Praveen Ramesh and welcome to SuperPod, the no-filter MSP show. So today, you know, we have our first female guest, Maddie Martin from Smiths.ai. So welcome, Maddie. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks so much, Praveen. It's great to be here. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm going to start off, uh, you know, with the first thing that intrigued me about you. You know, I was, you know, kind of stalking you on LinkedIn and I found out that, <laughs> uh, you know, you're the head of growth and education, right? Uh, it's, it's not a role that uh, you come across often, especially in the marketing world or especially right. in the vendor world. You come ac- across as, you know, growth hacker, product marketing, you know, CMO and stuff like that. But growth and education was a unique. So you tell us a bit about you. What do you do at smiths.ai? And, you know, yeah, what does smiths.ai do? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So Smith AI is a virtual receptionist and web chat service. So we work with mostly small businesses, many professional services businesses like lawyers, finance, IT, MSPs are a big chunk of that. And uh, we operate globally. And, you know, one of the things that we've seen and I've seen in my career uh, working with, you know, three successful startups over the, you know, my marketing career has been you know 15 years now. I have seen that content and education builds trust and establishes audience that is a sticky experience faster and better than anything else, you know, and it is a complement to all the other marketing activities that you'll ever do. It promotes and encourages time spent in communities with your clients and with your leads and, and even locally, right? So it can be digital or it can be in person. But for me, you know, marketing really means what is your overall presence and what are you bringing of value, not just your product, mm-hmm. but sort of all the latent you know, intent around your product and your mm-hmm. audience uh, that comes to the table and says, maybe I need this, but it's not a silo, right? What else do they need and how can you be of sort of auxiliary help. And that's where a lot of education comes in. You know, if you help them with one thing, they're much more likely to be a buyer. And that may even mean just contributing on a Facebook group, but you have to establish expertise. So Mm -hmm. what we have done, what I did in previous companies, you know, Food 52 was a home cooks network, uh, still is your mechanic, bring, you know, mechanics, your home and office to fix your car. How do we teach the consumer, whether they're Mm -hmm. a business consumer or a direct individual consumer, how to evaluate services and products, how to understand their situations better, that prepare them for buying, again, build trust and establish a relationship that goes beyond the transactional. Got it. I think that's a very good point you made, right? Instead of just selling, bringing in value, because, you know, Jason Fried from Basecamp in his book uh, keeps saying, you know, outteach your competition and never try to out advertise or outbid them because eventually everyone is going to get that money, right? So outteach your competition and, you know, your target audience is going to be sticking with you always. You will never have the, and it's funny because I was just before this call speaking with 
uh, two individuals were planning a social media seminar, right? Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about authenticity and you will never have the biggest budget. I mean, well, it's very rare that you will have the biggest budget. There are always people who can outpay you, even, you know, get more loans than you for investing Mm -hmm. more in the business. But what they can't do is, is sort of match your expertise. So what we often find is with many of the businesses that we work with, and we were just chatting about this before we even started recording, you know, there are so many people who are in professional services businesses. I mean, and any sort of business, it could be a plumber or a lawyer or an MSP, a technician, but you didn't go to business school. So now here you are trying to make a living at the thing that you're really great at. People are paying you for it. And actually you have more work than you can do yourself and you hire someone and then look, you've got a business, right? And you have people who depend on you. So you have to get good at the business side of things, not just for you, but also now for this organization that you're responsible for. And it comes down to, you know, a principled approach, not just to education, but to communications overall that help to build a foundation for a really strong business as you continue to grow. Yes, I, th- I think that's that's a great point. I mean, that brings me to, you know, a very pertinent question that I've kind of, you know, I, I'm new to the MSP world, right? But, you know, something that I've seen, you know, uh, cut across almost all industries, all kinds of consumers is, you know, everything now, as I would like to term it, right? We want immediate support of, you know, the everything now phenomenon, where we want immediate resolutions, we want immediate validation. And, you know, you know, with MSPs, you know, how, how do you think they can kind of capitalize Especially given the fact that post the pandemic, you know, uh, at least in my uh, conversations with a lot of IT teams, they are looking for a lot more, you know, MSPs to help them with their IT operations. So how can they kind of capture this everything now moment uh, that's happening across the globe? Absolutely. So, I mean, what we see, not to just hit you with the whole stack of statistics, but you're absolutely right. You know, 82%, if not more, of consumers, and consumers are individuals and they're also business consumers, right? They say that they expect an immediate, an instantaneous response to a sales or service inquiry. And that's so important Mm -hmm. because the responsiveness that we talk about to these leads is also the responsiveness that you need to build in as a character trait of your business for when they are clients and you're serving them. So what you're doing is you're setting up front the expectation that you're going to be responsive. You deliver a great experience within Mm -hmm. boundaries and within reason, but then also when they are a client, they're going to be, you know, rating you with five stars are going to be super happy. And what is that happiness sort of delivery mechanism? It's a fast response. How many times have you contacted some customer support or client services and been happy just to receive acknowledgement that someone is looking into your issue, not necessarily that it's been resolved? I think that that's where the most uneasiness and frustration comes from is where you can't just get a live human. There's even a website devoted to get a human, right? So what it comes down to is yes, absolutely supporting like growth of your business, but also like, 
taking the low-hanging fruit away from the competition. Mm -hmm. So people are more likely to buy from a business. It is actually the single biggest determining factor of who they go with based on the initial response to a call or email. So the person who answers first, the early bird gets the worm, they're going to get that business, even though the consumer has not done their due diligence and vetted who is the best potential business, they're the ones who pick up, they show up, right? And we know also that if you don't pick up and show up, that if you try and call back and you chase these leads, then they are not only already likely won by another business because people just sort of go down the line, but they also don't pick up these unknown calls. What do we see? Spam calls are on the rise. Spoofing calls are on the rise. Ask yourself, are you going to pick up an unknown number? Chances are no, right? And either you have someone on the front lines who's answering that and screening it for you like we do, or you pick up first at that ring, at that website chat, you answer the text message because if you don't do that, you're going to play this endless and relatively fruitless game of phone tag, which is not to say that nurturing is not a good thing, but nurturing is a completely different and intentional funnel. Right. Exactly. Like there's a difference between me hosting a webinar and teaching a subject and then you know, with those emails that are generated from the webinar following up and continuing to teach and promoting a service, I'm not expecting all of those inbound webinar registrants to be ready to buy, right? They They are my nurture audience. But if I have someone who's calling me who needs help for their business to get their network in place, then I absolutely need to be responsive and I need to know how to carry out that conversation and ask for the next conversion step, book that assessment, et cetera. So uh, I'm just going to kind of, you know, hang in that question there because it's a pretty interesting point that you made. So can you just kind of just go boom, boom, boom about, you know, three things that we can do to kind of capture the everything moment you mentioned live chat. So if I'm an MSP owner, you know, for people who are listening, what what can they go back to their desks and start implementing right away? So one is live chat that you told me. Okay, so one one absolutely is live chat. And actually, we offer a free chat bot. So like, you don't have to have any budget to get this on your website. We'll even install it for you. Total no brainer. And secret hack there, all of the chat transcripts have all of the linguistic intent for your SEO. So Everything that people are writing, that's the question that they're putting into Google, which yeah. Google is showing you as a not provided keyword, right? So yeah, but actually so, have every piece of content in that in that leads writing, right? From their mouth to you. Yes. So brilliant hack there for your content sort of evolution. But add chat, add receptionist 24 seven on your phone line. And we will actually give you a phone number if you don't have one, if you're just using your cell phone, no worries, we can provision that for you. And then the other thing actually is also on social media. So we actually answer. So yes, we can talk about text answering. Sure. But there's also this increasing screen time with COVID, with everything that's going on in the world, more people are working from home. They're also spending a lot more time on their screens, which means Facebook. Facebook is becoming a search engine. Facebook is becoming the recommendation engine. You know, yes. people are not looking at, you know, Yelp and other uh, review sites as much as they're going to Facebook. Literally, Facebook is a tool that says, I need recommendations for a fill in the blank, right? Yeah. So the third recommendation, 
recommendation that I have is to have those Facebook messages that come through answered really promptly because that's just like someone visiting your website. It's just like someone making a call. And the chances that they're sort of looking for a business right now, scrolling through Facebook feeds, seeing who is, you know, been recommended, but also has an active, you know, modern presence. How often has someone told you, you know, I recommend this business and then you sort of go check them out and you're like, well, they must've worked with them five years ago because it doesn't look like they're doing much lately. Well, you have that sort of like recommendation and referral, but then confirmation with social proof. So you have to get your Facebook dialed in and you have to be responsive there as well. And we do that. Okay. So just to summarize one, get a live chat in. it's, it doesn't mm-hmm. cost a dime to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ask all the questions and churn them out as SEO blogs or SEO pages and three, have a Facebook presence and be, you know, omnipresent both on chat and Facebook. I think that's, I think that could apply for any business, but more specifically for MSPs. Yes. Cool. So many technical questions, right? Like what are people asking in that chat? Yeah that you need to capture to say, do I have my FAQs built out on my website? Am I attracting people with the right questions and answers? Am I proactively reaching out to my community and saying, so many of you are asking this question and we see it in chat every day that we're drawing on that and saying, we're going to have a video or we're going to record Facebook Live or we're going to have a blog post that speaks to this topic because we are in tune with our audience. And the audience that sees that is the audience that comes to you you to buy yeah i think it's some great points there but you know one thing that i have at least seen in the uh you know the especially the msp you know space right there's no dearth of content right especially marketing and business related you know some some of the things that you mentioned like writing good seo pages is pretty much spoken everywhere even you know being responsive and stuff like that you know, uh, the good people like you have also gone out and put out templates, right? Cold email templates, outreach templates and things like that. Mm-hmm. But yet, you know, when we talk to MSPs, the number one problem that they come and tell us is, you know, we don't know how to market. You know, we have problems with sales. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one, you know, I wanted to kind of understand from your this thing, uh, you know, your perspective, since you work with a lot of MSPs on why is the adoption of such marketing materials so low? So I think that it comes down to a core understanding and training and also really just like drinking the Kool-Aid. It has to be more than just a training though, because if you absorb information and you can't tell stories around it and you can't really bring it to life, even for yourself or for your own team and your own practicing of it, then it's not going to be interesting when you try and talk to someone who doesn't know anything about it, right? So you have to make it your own and you have to see how it brings you business and and really builds your business. So Mm -hmm. if I say to you, you can resell a receptionist service. And when you're talking to someone about installing RingCentral or phone.com or whatever their VoIP provider is, and you're like, oh, hey, by the way, we also offer phone answering and we're reselling that. Well, that's sort of interesting. And you read the fact sheet and you know, you're using that one pager that you got from your customer. And maybe you even ask this potential client, you know, how many calls are you missing a day? And you know, what is your ability to answer this, you know, phone system that I'm setting up for you? And you know, you sort of, you know, evaluate with them what's the opportunity cost of your time. Oh, you're a lawyer who charges $300 an hour. Mm-hmm. You really, you know, shouldn't be answering your own phone, but who's going to answer this phone? Clearly, you've got, you know, business that's coming towards you. If you start to get more strategic about it, though, and say, 
my clients are going to run better businesses when I install these solutions for them and they're going to have more success and that means more success for me, then I'm going to position myself strategically to promote those services that yes, are nice to have, but actually give them a lot more strength in their business so that they stay with me longer. The lifetime value is richer. Like mm-hmm. it's so, you know, hot right now to sell lots of like cybersecurity software, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, identity theft protection and things like that. Sure, that's fine, but that's sort of table stakes. It's not strategically positioning your businesses that you're working with to make more money. I mean, you know, yes, there is some risk that they could have, you know, uh, their business wiped out or undercut with some, you know, security risk, but does that really grow their business or is it sort of just a risk aversion plan? Okay. So, so, so we think about what is building growth for your clients and how that builds growth for you, that's the strategic approach. And when you then sell things, when you use those one sheets or you go to that training, you're always thinking, yeah, okay, I can upsell this and make a margin, but actually this has so many compounding effects Mm -hmm. that are good for my client. They're going to invest more in me when I grow their business. And wouldn't I like to work with them when they're 30 seats and not 10, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Got it. So I think uh, if I'm just capturing everything, because that was a lot of information for uh, someone listening in. So if I'm kind of capturing what you just said, you know, uh, these fact sheets or, you know, email templates are all, you know, uh, good uh, to be a standard, not good to be a standalone things, but all needs to tie to one, you know, master strategic thing, right? You have to align with your goals. Exactly. And that should be to help out your clients and, you know, bring value to them, help them grow so that you can grow. You have to share a vision with them for their mm-hmm. growth, right? If you are just the corner bodega, right? Like you're the corner store and you're like, sure, I have this poo-poo platter of all these different things. I have gum, I have mints, you know, I have toothpaste. What do you need mm-hmm. to freshen your breath? Fine, they're going to come to you for that, but they're not going to come to you like when they're really looking to improve their health. Like Mm -hmm. all you're doing is giving them sort of the foundational have good, you know, oral health. Fine, you've got your toothpaste, you've got your gum, you've got your mints, but what actually builds their whole health for their whole being, then they're going to come to you every single time. Anyone can sell toothpaste. Why do they come to you for their overall well-being? That's really where you start making money. Got it. So answer the why would they come to you? So that's one line summary of What's your competitive advantage? Exactly. Yes. I think, uh, you know, all this is good. You know, when there's a lot of budgets, I can go acquire clients, but you know, COVID-19 happened and, uh, you know, there's no budgets. Uh, You know, I go and ask my MSP owner or if I am an MSP owner, I have no incentives to kind of invest in acquiring new customers because, you know, retaining my existing clients is a bigger task for me now. And, you know, there's tightening budgets everywhere and there's no events. There's literally no walk-ins or outbounds. So kind of, again, uh, I would love to hear from you on tactical uh, stuff that MSPs could do to kind of one, overcome these challenges and to capitalize on these opportunities, right? Because there's no events, no outbound tightening marketing budgets. If an MSP owner, how do I stay positive and how do I go about things? 
Absolutely. I mean, so one of the one of the things that we see people doing right now, because you're absolutely right, it's harder to reach that audience. There's less inbound, but you have to educate. You have to be out there and you have to be seen so that any inbound comes to you because they think about you first. You've established a lot of sort of impressions, so to speak, with them. Just as an ad has impressions, you have views um, on a Facebook post. You can also be out there. Use LinkedIn very strategically. We see Facebook groups very strategically being used. You can have brand ambassadors who also keep eyes and ears out for you. But one of the things that I would really encourage is looking also at the industries that you can target outbound where, you know, maybe they would come to an event, but maybe not. So can you target certain industries that are booming right now? Flooring, for example, I was talking to a friend of mine who's very deep into the flooring industry yesterday. And he was saying that actually the flooring industry is booming because people are sitting at home, they are staring at their floors and it's driving them crazy. And it's time for them to upgrade. Maybe they're upgrading other things in their home, but they still have kids and a household to run and aging parents and they can't do it themselves. And they have enough savings in the bank. You know, people are even moving and changing homes right now. So we're seeing things that are inside the home and maybe even inside the business as investments for their future and optimistic for when we get out of this. But people are confronted by the things that sort of slap them in the face every day. And maybe it's their floor, maybe it's their bathroom, but the home and professional services is an area where we're seeing a lot of growth. Um, You also see estate planning as people are aging and there are some health risks associated with COVID that people are taking a very close look at estate. So look at estate lawyers, look at financial advisors, who can you work with in your community um, who is busy right now, who actually their problem is that they need those systems so that they can grow in scale and you're the one to provide them. So you may need to look at your uh, target audience shifting. You may also want to look at how you can um, utilize unused time from people who are staff. So if you have technicians, if you have other joint owners or operators in your business, can they be producing content that brings in more organic traffic and attracts more leads to you? Can they be teaching through videos? Can they be posting on social with tips and advice? How do you utilize their time fully if it's not going to be on actually serving clients or bringing in new leads? So, so that would be my advice, you know, take another look at your, your target audiences. And with what we talked about, you know, earlier in our conversation, make sure that you're extremely responsive to anyone who demonstrates interest. Got it. I think that's some solid tips. I mean, what I loved was, you know, kind of seeing the shift in the target audience, because, you know, certain industries might be going down, like the hospitality, travel and tourism, and, you know, the airlines, and I mean, everything comes into hospitality. But there are certain industries that are booming, right? Like, for example, one thing that we see booming here right back in India is the education. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there are a lot of moms, mompreneurs who are starting up online classes for their kids and friends of kids. So again, can we, because they are very handicapped when it comes to, you know, tech and things like that. So a lot of e-commerce stores that are coming up and that are booming. So yeah, I think that's a pretty solid point to, uh, you know, kind of ponder over. Well, and not only that, but are there other solutions that you could sell? I think that one of the things that we see so often is that your expertise is so far beyond that, which probably your market taps into on a regular basis. And what I mean by that is you're probably far more capable and an expert at things that necessarily are not challenging you on a daily basis. Like a lot of the demand 
on your services doesn't stretch you. So it may not stretch you. And even more so now you could even look at what are the, you know, very simple services that people who are in demand are willing to pay pretty high prices for, like, have you looked at residential? You know, are you only looking at commercial? Because there are many, many well-to-do residential consumers who want to equip their homes with, you know, the best networking, better utilization of their internet, fully protected because now they're working from home. They need protected networks at home. uh, And that may be a burden that their company has placed on them or their own prerogative. So how do you tap into even those, you know, upper middle class to wealthy individuals Mm -hmm. and families and homeowners to tap into that market? They absolutely are interested in paying for these services. Yes, I think awesome. I think uh, the one single takeaway is to win go niche. I I completely agree. And that's also where you find the richest communities and not riches in money, riches in most engaged, right? Like that's where you find those people who tell 10 and 20 friends and then growth becomes a problem of the past. Yes. Awesome. I think that's a great advice from a strategic level. But, you know, one thing uh, I want to kind of bring in our uh, conversation and our emails and how it panned out, right? So I pinged you on LinkedIn and, uh, you know, boom, two conversations later, we have this call going. And it was also easy because, you know, you had a LinkedIn, uh, sorry, Calendly uh, link on your email and it was all pretty smooth from there. And I pinged you the Zoom link on the Calendly link itself. And, you know, Mm -hmm. literally doesn't feel like the first time we are talking. So, you know, kind of just wanted to quickly uh, in less than 60 seconds if possible you know what are these small hacks that MSPs could you know kind of incorporate in their uh, you know everyday business practices that would make acquiring customers pretty easy apart from you know answering quickly and you know being omnipresent so what other things can they do so I will tell you even when you outsource everything you still have as we did communications that come directly to you that you want to handle and you want to be thoughtful and nice and not rushed and one of the ways is to automate with Calendly and also Text Expander. So we actually did a webinar on Text Expander if you visit Smith AI on YouTube you can see it um, but what I recommend is that you use Calendly and then Text Expander in combination so you have short snippets even email templates that can be called up with a quick shortcut on the keyboard that pull up the entire sort of paragraph or email or maybe you know two-line LinkedIn message that says, hi, yes, I'd love to connect with you. Here's my Calendly. Please book the first time you see available or a time that's convenient for you. That's absolutely a message that you can template. You can put the Calendly link in there and you can basically have even a field when you use it for email for that first name to merge in. A lot of cool tools there and that would be my recommendation. Don't miss out on responding uh, personally or professionally to those communications and you can do so with you know speed and with style got it i think uh, pretty much i think i drilled you enough with respect to what could msps do so it's time we get into the uh, you know the rapid fire uh, <laughs> okay you know you have exactly probably one second to think and you just blur out yeah uh, so you don't think much so that's the whole idea of the rapid fire so let's go So uh, the one MSP pet peeve that you have? Uh, For MSPs or for me personally? Okay, let's go personally because you've already (laughs) crossed the time limit, but yeah. Using language that I don't understand, even as a professional, like just talk to me like a third grader. Got it. Your number one productivity hack? 
oof, it's, it's gotta be having the receptionist answer my own phone. <laughs> awesome. Number one, or, you know, more favorable for lead generation events versus door-to-door sales. Oh, events, especially online events where you're on video. Okay. You know, one advice for some marketing fresher who has joined an MSP. A marketing professional who joined an MSP. So advice is to dive into the client base and make yourself a peer. So be one of the peers of your clients and really find out what makes them tick and what they talk about and speak like they speak. Really Uh, try and be a chameleon. Okay. Okay. I think that's it. I think uh, you fared pretty well. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I'll just give you 30 seconds just to, because, you know, I kept interrupting you all through, you know, just drilling in questions, put you through a rapid fire. So next 30 seconds is on you. If you want to just share something or, you know, your parting words. Sure. Thanks, Praveen. Um, Yeah, so it was great to be with you. And for anyone who's listening who wants to take advantage of our 24-7 live agents, we do have a free trial, 20 calls, 20 chats free. We also have the completely free chat bot. So visit us at smith.ai. And also you can chat with us live there and test us out. If you want to uh, get another $100 off your first month, in addition to the free trial, use the code superops100. That's superops100. Awesome. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, that was pretty a solid discussion, you know, right from going into the everything now moment, how could MSPs capture it, you know, being, you know, finding your niche and, you know, wow, I have so many notes. I'm just going through them, you know, finding your niche and, you know, how to, you know, capitalize on tightening marketing budgets and, uh, you know, the non-existent events that are happening now. I think my biggest takeaway, you know, the takeaway that I loved was, you know, don't see marketing as a one night stand. You know, mm-hmm. it's a long-term relationship that you need to invest into and, you know, you will bear the fruits as things go. It is. Show up. That's the most important thing. I think it was great uh, having you here, Maddie. Thank you once again for joining us. Thanks so much, Praveen, for having me.